Hello. Hello. Hello, Aaron. Hi, Matt. It is September 14th, 2017, Season 8, Episode 11 of the Soybean Pest Podcast. With new, two fully functioning Yeti microphones. Do you think our listener can tell the difference? Well, not to single them out. But a guy named John Van Dyke oh, yeah? says you, you tend to wander away from the microphone and Not you kind of come and go with the volume. Not anymore. So if you could just you know, keep your face close to that, that'd be the best. Is there a reason why the red light is on my mute button? That means the microphone's on. Okay. Mm-hmm. If All it's right. blinking, that's mute. All right. So, John. I'm not going to wander away, John. Let us know how we sound. Oh, I bet we sound so much better. We have new microphones. I have a new microphone, at least. Yeah. I feel so special. Hey, we have a lot to talk about. So much. <laughs> Let's get going. Let's get going. So, um, first of all, we're here. Start with that. We are here. We're not supposed here, to be here. Here and I, Yeah, so this is all bonus. This is an unscheduled bonus mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like if there had been more hurricanes this summer, we would have had more podcasts. Yeah, you would, you would have not went on your vacation. Is that right? I don't know. Would you be gone for? You were gone for June. It seemed like. Um, that's there's some truth to that. We went to New York. Do hurricanes hit Long Island? Yeah, they do. Uh, there was that one that hit. But just knowing back. your anxiety level, do you think you would have went? Um, no, probably not. Yeah. No. No. Um, but yeah, we're not supposed to be here. This is this is like bonus week. I've noticed that you've been coming to work in like sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> And that's different than the other weeks. You are a very professional professional. You dress nicely. I'm casual. But when you don't have to be somewhere, like this week, we didn't have to come to work. We didn't have to. But we did. This is extra. We did because we're... Because we just love it. Hashtag extension life. Hashtag (laughs) research. All day. So, yeah, we were supposed to be at the World... uh, Soybean Research Conference in Savannah, Georgia. It was canceled due to Hurricane Irma, which um, terrible, terrible damage done throughout Florida, the Keys, the Caribbean. Hopefully Savannah was spared the worst, um, but in anticipation it was canceled. So we got this week free in terms of scheduling. Mm -hmm. And so what did we do? We filled it with uh, More work. Yeah, yeah, really. (laughs) But this is a work. This is fun. We did it for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Our li- <laughs> Two of them. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, one of our listeners, Dominic Reisig, was going to be at the conference um, and talking at our symposium on resistance management. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't come to pass. But hopefully, we'll see him and others at Denver. Maybe we can schedule another symposia for another meeting. Yeah. Get the same group in. Because it was a combination of entomologists and weeds people. Weed scientists, yeah. Weed. Dave Mortensen and uh, our colleague down in Missouri. Kevin Bradley. Uh, we're going to be talking about the, the uh, very real problems facing soybean production with regards to insectic- uh, herbicide-resistant weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the good people here at USDA... And the Soybean Center conducted a little mini-conference of all the speakers who were from Iowa State, and and then some who weren't from Iowa State but were from the uh, greater um, Des Moines metro area, uh, came and hosted a little mini-conference yesterday. I think they ended up having 14 speakers. 
that um, came and talked throughout the day, and then there were easily um, that many posters from graduate students who were going to attend the meeting. And yeah, it was very interesting hearing all the different stuff that would have been ta uh, talked about at Savannah in one room. Thanks to Michelle Graham and uh, I think it's Julie O'Rourke uh, that helped put that on, along with um, Jill and Greg of the Soybean uh, Center here on campus. Yeah. You want to know what I heard there? What? Um, I think we talked a little bit about this this morning because uh, I was so excited I had to share it. Uh, a lot of breeding. There were a lot of breeders. Uh, Lorenz from uh, University of Minnesota and Michelle Graham and others talked. Uh, it, it's remarkable how accelerated the breeding process has become uh, over the last uh, 10, 20 years. And mm -hmm. one of the speakers talked about CRISPR. You know CRISPR? It's not just for fries. No, it's not. Yeah, it's this remarkable technology that is uh, um, taking over how we think about breeding in, in its ability to insert very specifically single genes into uh, an organism. But the one speaker, um, Lorenz, talked about how there's some concern that just the process of using CRISPR can introduce mutations, or at least this is what has been uh, suggested in a paper that came out uh, maybe a little over a year ago in Nature. But what he showed with soybeans is that's probably not the case, that mm -hmm. that happens all that often. It okay. can, uh, but um, not at a, at a rate previously shown for other organisms. Mice. Okay, that's good news. Yeah, and then as some of the people in the audience said, well, even if that were the case, you could crossbreed these out, and um, so it's not a problem. Uh, but it was interesting to hear just how thoughtful people are being with this technology and, and, and again, how powerful it could be. That was cool. Yeah, and that was all day yesterday. All day, mm -hmm. yeah. Talked a little bit uh, about our work with uh, aphid uh, management and seed treatments, and I plugged the yellow book at a talk. I think those are going to be made available uh, online. Uh, they recorded all of them. And so as those come available, maybe we could post them either through your blog or here on yeah. the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Uh, well, that was soybean related. Yeah. Um, let's talk pests. Mm -hmm. I got a phone call from my sister. Yeah. She works at a school in New Jersey. Rural. And I got this uh, early morning panic sound, and she's like, uh, this is after she sent me a series of, um, I love you, sister, but terrible photographs asking, is this a bee? Is this a bee? No, this isn't a bee. This is a terrible photograph. Um, but then she calls me panicked and says, can I put you on speaker? Better pictures came in. Looks like a bald-faced hornet. You ever seen a bald-faced hornet? Not a live one. I, know, yeah, I mean, not in real one. life, but yeah. Uh, they're big and mm -hmm. allegedly... Very aggressive. I try to stay away from them. Terrible, painful sting. Mm -hmm. And she found them in their classroom mm -hmm. at the middle school that she works at. And so she was asking me all kinds of questions, and you could hear kind of panicked voices in the background. But I, you and I have experienced this before. Everybody is starting to experience this. This is kind of normal event for North America getting into the fall. Wasps everywhere. I have paper warm. wasps all over my house. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really see them too much until uh, this weekend. 
and I just see a lot of activity around the house. Yeah. Not in the house, yeah. but yeah. So we remember a couple of years ago, I think we even did a podcast about this, and it got featured in the um, our school newspaper about the wasps that were attacking the kids that were eating outside at the... Um, the hub, the little oh yeah, that's right cafeteria yeah. out were, by the library. Everybody's lunches were under fire. Yeah, Central mm-hmm. Campus. They just built this beautiful outdoor facility for people to eat at, and as soon as it was open that fall, Wasps City. Oh yeah, they Remember can be that, yeah? they can be pretty not aggressive, but they're pretty persistent. Oh, aggressive, yeah, and. It well, they don't actively. I mean, I didn't notice anybody getting stung, but they are—they're go-getters. They in, want your food. Yeah, in the fall. So this is a remarkable phenomenon that happens every fall. And what it is is, having talked to our waspologist. Not Amy a real Tom, word, but yeah. <laughs> I just used it. It's a real word. <laughs> Use it three times, and then it's uh, in the well, dictionary. So uh, waspologist Amy Toth, uh, who studies social wasps here, uh, talks about how you know that. These wasps, their social structure breaks down in the fall. Oh, really? Yeah. And so what ends up happening is the queen hibernates. So she disappears. And Mm -hmm. then the colony order dissolves. Wow. And now it's every wasp for itself. Before there was a... There was teamwork, and yeah. they were they were all in it together, and they were raising young, and they were bringing resources back to the colony. They had a purpose. That, that, yeah, and then that purpose. And then their boss, gone. like, ditched them. Yeah. And, and they're then, like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. And now they're off on their own, mm. and they're they're more aggressive and more um, more adventurous, more you know, curious maybe. But those wasps buzzing around your face now in the fall – they're on their own. Mm-hmm. And and they're not going to make it. Is that right? No, they're not. None of them are going to make it. They're all going to die. I don't know if they know this, but I bet they do, and that's why they're a little it's bit like, more. What do, what do you call that when the Amish go out on, like, their last? Room springer? Room springer. Yeah. They're like, I'm just going to try everything. Yeah. And then, but they don't know. They're never coming back. It's the, it's the entomological room springer. <laughs> Except when the Amish, I don't know. I, I, they're, they're wonderful people. Uh, but I think when the Amish go on room springer, they're not buzzing around your face trying to get a bit of meat off of your sandwich. They're, they're a little bit more thoughtful than that. In fact, Maybe. they're a lot more thoughtful than that. Yeah, probably. Um, but it, it freaks people out. Yeah. And uh, rightfully so. They're, they're, they're kind of creepy. So my advice to my sister was, uh, first off, learn how to use your camera phone. Come on. I mean, it doesn't take that hard. Okay, okay. I have to interrupt because I think – just a few months ago, um, you had hey. an older phone and could not actually take a picture right. in focus. We're, we're getting off topic here. Let's go back to with your new camera. You take good pictures now. Yeah, well, but you're right. She, it, it's a learned art. But part of it is just your camera. Capacity. Practice a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and don't be stingy. You can take all kinds of pictures. Delete the ones that you sent me and take some better ones. So, uh, but seriously, when these wasps start to show up, um, my advice is don't panic. Most of the time, they're not going to cause you any trouble. Um, they are more active. This, too, will pass, like all things. Um, and there are some things you can do to kind of keep them from disturbing your students, your home, whatever. Have you seen these traps? You've seen the traps. Google wasp trap. And what you find is a bunch of stuff. Some are commercially available. There's DIY plans for building a trap that gets these curious wasps into some kind of funnel where they're attracted to something, and then they just soak and die. Mm. And, and, and some are, are clear plastic, so you can see these little 
nasty guys. That's kind of sad. Well, yeah, but it depends upon how vindictive you are if you want to see that. But anyway, my point is that's a way to kind of get them yeah. away from you and, and um, give you some sense of accomplishment that you're part of the solution. Well, that's, that's the true. I also think about, like, you don't want them inside structures, and they're getting inside the structure somehow. So seal cracks and crevices, closed doors and windows, and don't leave your food and garbage out yeah, and around yeah. inside or outside. You've got to cover that stuff up. Yeah, the field of urban entomology, mm-hmm. you're talking with people that work in that area, um, urban entomology. Exclusion. Like, <laughs> exclusion and hygiene are the two biggest <laughs> words they use. <laughs> you know, I don't talk about that. Hygiene? Yeah, in my program. No? Let's talk about hygiene, guys. Uh, people, I mean, d- yeah, a... <laughs> That would be, be a little uncomfortable, walk into a room. Yeah, we need to talk about hygiene here. You're a, these aphids, I mean, what, what are you going to say? Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, kind of a timely call and something yeah. that, uh, hey, put the pest in Soybean Pest Podcast. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about some other pests? Yes. Talk to me about Lyme disease. Um, yeah, well, this may fall under the category of... TMI. Never, um, never. But just uh, enough. I've been out in the in some fields lately. I've been out and about, you know, just like you are, and so much, uh, picked up some ticks uh, this year, this summer. Oh. And um, I'm not a doctor, but I can take a picture. Uh-huh. And I and I took some pictures of uh, some red, fairly disturbing uh, rings rashes i don't know what you'd call it yeah highly disturbing kind of and i sent it to a few folks that are working up at the mayo clinic because i have some connections and they're like yeah get that looked at immediately and so i i actually got in touch with our newest faculty hire ryan smith just to kind of see where we were at with lyme disease in iowa yeah and i didn't know if that was something that he was able to keep track of or if he just actually you know, did surveillance for ticks and that kind yeah. of thing. I know um, Lyric Bartholomew had done surveys in the past. So Ryan Smith is our medical entomologist, replaced Lyric, who went on to um, University of Wisconsin and who is dead to me because she left my life and, you know, Aww. that's how I roll. But. Yeah, and and what uh, Ryan said was two interesting things. He gave me a paper that Lyric had recently published that did summarize some surveillance data in Iowa and basically said the, the occurrence of of these ticks that that can vector Lyme disease is spreading in this Iowa. Is the deer ticks. And then also the number of infected ticks is also increasing so that the likelihood of getting Lyme disease is slowly on could be on the increase. Oh. And so what Ryan Uh-oh. the second part that he said was um, there are 195 cases in Iowa so far. What? So he's like this year. Yeah, this I think I think he said this year. I Okay. Yeah, uh, from his email that's what I understood. So he's yeah. like Is that a lot? I mean, in terms uh, yeah, of like I don't know. historically, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. I don't know Maybe how to compare. Maybe we should it. bring him in. Yes, let's it. bring him in. Right. And um, he We're said, you know, get that, get those things checked out. So. Maybe that's what I can talk about next time. I don't right. think I do, but they're pretty disturbing. That's a, I think that's called a teaser yeah. in the biz. Um, yeah. We'll um, tease that for next week. And I'll, I won't include any pictures because it's not cool. But, um, yeah. All right. I hope I don't, but yeah. I might be on a Z-pack do. tonight. Uh, I don't know. Is that right? Well, they give you antibiotics. Oh, oh It's yeah. a bacterium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the causal agent of Lyme disease is a bacteria. Let's do this next week as a teaser. Uh, we'll bring in Ryan. And your diagnosis? 
All I got this summer was Lyme disease. Damn. <laughs> You're a good sport about it. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All right. Hey, look, I'm looking forward to next Maybe week. Maybe it's just a ringworm. I don't know. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a dermatologist. Uh, uh, just... So that uh, like our I said, TMI. Knows, TMI. Yeah, okay. yeah, so our listener knows there is a very wide desk between Aaron and <laughs> me, and my skin is unblemished. My skin is beautiful. Nice tan. I don't know about y'all. Um, hey, so uh, action item five here. <laughs> you call this Get Fit with Matt. Yeah. I got a new uh, fun insect trivia. Yes, do it. Um, I'm leading, So I'm preparing a talk that I'm going to give at the University of Iowa in October. Uh, the 26th, free to the public. I think it starts at 7.30 at the Art Museum there in Iowa City as part of the um, University of Iowa Museum's uh, system. And I'll talk more about that later, but one of the things I want to talk about a bit in this is the uh, the way that artists see insects and how that differs from the way that uh, entomologists see insects. Okay. So i got a name for you. See if you know this name. Mm, yeah. You ready? Uh, Ward Kimball. Ward Kimball. Drawing a blank. All right, let me... You stumped me on the fit. Okay. Um, so before our listeners start to Google this, I'll throw you a couple of hints. Um, uh, worked for Walt Disney. Walt Kimball? No. <laughs> Ward Kimball? Ward Kimball. Worked for Walt. Walt Disney. What what is what is Ward responsible for? What character is Ward responsible for? Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, but Bing 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 oh. Bing 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 Bing. Wow, look at you! You're so smart. That's Jiminy. awesome. You no, know there's not enough Jiminy's in the world. There, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Have a moment. Uh, before you get me off track, so the, the thing that I think is interesting about Ward Kimball, Walt Disney, and Jiminy Cricket is. Um, Take a look at Jiminy Cricket sometime. Yeah, he's only got four legs, right? Four? He's got two. Two legs? Well, he's got four appendages. Yeah. He's got two legs and legs he's got and two, then two hands. arms. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, ask yourself when you're looking at that picture, what is insect-like about Jiminy Cricket? Now, the listeners at he's home got like can't an extended, see you shaking your head no. All right? like extended you, abdomen? Really? That kind of looks like a, yeah? you think that's really a ex- grasshopper. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. Uh, I've, had, I've asked this of students, I ask this every year of students that take my entomology class, and I, I literally get crickets. They're just silence. And then occasionally one brave soul will say something like, well, he's green. Green is not a defining feature of insects. Or they'll say, no. he's small. And it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, clearly smaller than Mickey Mouse, but um, yeah, <clears throat> there's... No, I mean, there's nothing that, I mean, you're right. I nothing, agree with you. Nothing. Oh, thank I'm you. trying to look it I up I like here. that. Can we capture that? What? The my part face? about you saying, you're right. I agree with you. Just you're right. Put that I agree with you. Tone. How do you spell Jim? Jiminy? J-I-M-I-N-Y. Jim. Oh, that's not how I would spell it. Jiminy. Jiminy. J-I-M-I-N-Y. Yeah, the, the name comes from an expression of like excitement. Oh, wait. I had something totally different in my mind. Yeah, it's not Jimmy. It's Jiminy. Yeah, Jiminy. Yeah. But no, the way that it looks... I'm thinking of something else. Oh, oh my I'm gosh. thinking some, a totally different animated character. There's another cricket, an animated cricket out there that sounds like Jiminy Cricket. This doesn't look like Jiminy Cricket to me. Oh, well, w- I, can we post a picture 
Yes. Com- Let me see what I you was... got there. Yeah, that's Jiminy Cricket. Okay, I'm thinking of something else in my mind. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what's in your mind. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious. Uh, totally different in my mind. Yeah. Totally different image. So, no, this is nothing like it. This is a – what is this? It's green. It's – yeah, yeah. So here's the interesting thing. If you go down the rabbit hole or the cricket hole of this, and um, you, there, you know, there's a histories and the, the books written about Walt Disney and the, and the creation, and they, you know, they interviewed the um, the creators of these characters because Walt would say, "Hey, I need dwarves. All right, what would they look like? You know, or I need a cricket. You know, that's featured in the the source material for the movie Pinocchio yeah. and Ward Kimball." Uh, was the illustrator that he gave that task to, or the animator they gave that task to. And Ward talks about how he went through a series of drawings, starting with something that looked like a cricket, and he just, they looked horrific. <laughs> this is supposed to be for children. This is supposed to be entertaining. And he's like, he, he could not capture the cricket morphology in what they had hoped to animate. Really? And he finally came up with what you see now, which hopefully our, our listeners will be uh, able to see. Otherwise, Google it. You can find it. Uh, and what Walt Disney came back with when he was shown this is, how, how will the audience know that that's a cricket? Yeah. And Ward said, they'll know it's a cricket because we're going to call him Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Okay. And he and he is like, look, I can't do it. This is you know, if you want something that is, you know, enjoyable to look at, entertaining. You can't do an, a real. And this life. is what he this what they the came best. up with. Yeah. Hmm. Smash cut to two thousands, and there's a show called Once Upon a Time. It's a live action TV show uh, that features all of the um, characters from this. Uh, what do they call these fairy tales? Right. Yeah. And. They use CGI to create a Jiminy Cricket character, mm-hmm. and it looks very much like a cricket, mm-hmm. like a tree cricket. But call back to Ward, looks kind of horrific, kind of scary. Not not the friendly. Not I'm thinking like, have you seen the movie Bugs Life? Those grasshoppers are terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're yeah, like yeah, badass yeah, yeah. bullies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Jiminy Cricket's role. Not, okay, now we're really deep into the rabbit hole. But uh, Jiminy Cricket's role in the narrative of Pinocchio is to be the conscience of Pinocchio. You know, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be this gentle but firm reminder of you're supposed to be working mm-hmm. your way towards being a boy. Yeah. And stop uh, and, telling those lies. Yeah. Yeah. See that nose growing. I mean, and and the thing is, like, you want that to be an enjoyable thing to look at, you know, and. Anyway, in the TV show Once Upon, uh, Once Upon a Time, um, they they take these um, mythical fairy tale creatures and put them into real world, and it's really hard for them. I, I think. I mean, they they mm. captured a cricket looking thing, but it looks. It, it just reinforces Ward's conclusion that yeah, if you're trying to make this look happy and nice, it, it's we're gonna have to lose some of the insect features. Yeah, or all of them. Yeah. Anyway, I hmm. thought that was interesting. Very um, interesting. Sorry to good fit, to man. Up. No, I like the rabbit hole. Uh, I'll have a couple more of these as I get closer to the October twenty sixth uh, gig okay. uh, in Iowa City. Because um, yeah, again, I want to talk about how artists and entomologists sort of 
see the same thing differently. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. hey, how, that's uh, and I've, I've talked enough. No, right? that's, so that's right on. Let's uh, wrap this up. Any upcoming events? Uh, um, we will. We're just talking about ICM conference, and that's an annual event we have at Sheeman and Ames every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor December first week of December. Right? It'll be November 29th and thirtieth. Oh, okay. Joe Spencer from oh, yeah? Illinois is coming over. Oh, did you just say Illinois? No, I didn't. I said Illinois we'll is coming over. I said Illinois is coming over. Okay. Um, so he'll be talking about kind of the state of the union of corn rootworm. And uh, you and I are kind of kicking around a few ideas. And so we'll keep in touch with everybody as when registration opens because usually that does. Um, it's a sellout. We mm-hmm. cap it at 1,000 people just to, because of the space limitations that we have. So we'll keep you guys in the loop for that. Um Maybe a lot of the extension events that occur every winter, the dates have been kind of set up as well. So um, when I know more, if I'm on the schedule or not, I'll keep you guys in the loop. But you're definitely going to be on the schedule for the ICM conference, right? Yes. That's going to happen. That's It's going to happen. And maybe our listener might suggest a topic they'd like you to talk about. Sure. I don't know. Maybe you can always suggest. Like, oh, insecticide-resistant aphids. Probably is going to be what yeah. it is. Yep. Anyway, if you want to find more about us uh, or what Jiminy Cricket actually looks like, go to the Google. You can find us at Soybean Entomology. Aaron's always on Twitter, never not tweeting, at Aaron W. Hodson, all one word. Email us, please. I need some emails to read to distract me from my work. (laughs) You don't need more email, do you? O-N-E-A-L at iastate.edu or just Aaron's initials, E-W-H at iastate.edu. Subscribe to this iTunes or to this podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Pocket Cast. And now we're queuing the outro music, and that's it. Okay. See you next time. Next time. Bye.